0: Oh Lord, it's me again. It's your son, your servant. I know that I already called on you, but I'm calling on you again. I'm weak, but you're mighty. I am flawed, but you are flawless. I have problems, but you are a problem solver. I have hurts, but you are a healer. Got some wounds, but you are a mender. So I'm just calling on you now because I need your help. have an assignment for which I'm not worthy to carry out, but with your assistance, I believe that I'll make it. God, I'm praying that you would send your help. And then God, while you're helping me, I'm also coming to you on behalf of my brothers and my sisters who are also under the sound of my voice They too are in the same predicament as I. They need your help. So I pray, Father, that you would help my brothers and my sisters today. Send a word that will lift weights and break chains, that will produce change in us, God. We need to change. We don't want to just have a good time. We don't want to just be excited. But God, we want to change. Change us, Lord. And God, when you change us, we will be unashamed to tell men, women, boys, and girls of what your awesome power has produced in our lives. We we'll give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to respect each of you today, and certainly want to our visiting, uh, not really visiting. He's a part of our family, but Elder Ross, God bless. If I don't see Tiffany, the mother Gilmore, I'll be calling me. Did you know Tiffany was in church on Sunday? Tiffany, I see Tiffany. (laughs) Amen. God bless you. I um I have a burden uh, today, and um, the burden that I have is for the people of God um, who are striving to attain or achieve a certain level, of victory in their lives. They're striving for a goal, but for whatever reason, have consistently been unsuccessful. They have been working toward success but just as soon as they get ahead i don't i may not be talking about you but just as soon as they get ahead something seems to interrupt their progress and produce a setback for them for which Now they are trying to recover from the setback just so that they can get to the place where they can start over to get to the place where they were, even though where they were wasn't even a good place. I may not be talking to you today, but I am talking to you. Thursday, uh, I introduced a discussion about getting over the hump. I don't know about you, but, but I've had times in my life where my prayer has been, God, I'm trying, but it seems like what I'm trying is not working. I'm trying to get over the hump. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to be better. But it seems as if the more I try, the harder things become. And instead of finding myself coming out, I find myself getting deeper and deeper involved well I want to talk to somebody today who who is looking for an antidote you are looking for a remedy I'd like to turn your attention this morning to St. John the 14th chapter. I want to begin reading in the first verse. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. And whither I go, ye know, and the way, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. But by me, if ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. I just want to talk today uh, from these words, there is only one way. Can you help me say that? There is only one way. Yeah, there there, there really is only one way. I've been... Uh, Talking over the last few days uh, about uh, this frustration that is produced uh, when we strive to accomplish something um, that we never achieve or attain because our efforts that we put forth um, seem to be non productive. And I would like to suggest to you that if what you are doing is not working for you, perhaps you need to employ a different strategy. If your plan is not bringing about the success that you need, then perhaps you need to search for another plan. Uh, Psychologists suggest that Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, is insanity. It's almost crazy to keep doing the same thing over again, but yet you're looking for different results. You are setting yourself up for failure. You fooling yourself. You, you're you never getting the victory that you need because you continue to do the same things over again, but you are looking for something different. You never change your behavior. You never change your attitude, your demeanor. You never change your ways, but yet you increasingly become more and more frustrated because you want something to happen without working to to produce that thing that you want to happen in your life. How many times have we ever found ourselves in a place of frustration because we wanted something but what we wanted was not coming to us at all or it was not coming quickly enough but we never stopped to find out how is it that we get whatever it is that we're looking for. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you have just been frustrated? Ah, yes, just frustrated, just miserable, just in a place of perplexity, a place of confusion. You know what you want, but you just don't know how to get there. My heart has been burdened because I believe that there are so many people in the house of God that really want God's glory to be revealed in their life. They really want to be something for God. They really want to get over the hump. They really want to be free. They really want to be delivered, but they just don't know how. If you only knew how, you would get over it. If you only knew what to do, you would do it, but you're perplexed because you just don't know what to do. Is there anybody that has ever just not known what to do. Just didn't know what to do. Uh, yes, you tried multiple things and and part of the thing that that is our biggest enemy or our biggest hindrance is the fact that we stand in our own way. Can I tell you that your biggest enemy is not necessarily your enemy without but many times your biggest enemy is the enemy within. It is yourself. Sometimes you are your greatest hindrance. You are your biggest stumbling block. You are your own problem. You are the the problem that is standing in the way of your progress and your success. And you have allowed yourself to become so lifted up within your own pride and within your own arrogance until you cannot even see yourself. You can't even see the error of your ways and so you begin to become so frustrated and you begin to cast which is a psychological term when you cast it means that you are taking responsibility that belongs to you and you are putting it off on other entities or other individuals. How many times have we taken responsibility that we should own and put it on somebody else? We are poor Pointed the finger at so many and said it was his fault. It was her fault. She did it. They did it. They're the reason why I'm not successful. They're the reason why I'm not happy. They're the reason why I'm mad. They're the reason why I'm frustrated. They're the reason why I'm angry. Well, child of God, I. Think that there is a problem here in this equation. If you are allowing other people to be in control of whether you are up or down, whether you are happy or sad, I want to challenge you to change the way that you are doing things because nobody should have that much influence over your fate. Oh, yeah, nobody should have that much influence over your success or failure. Uh, I want to challenge you today. It is time for us to get control again. Uh, it is time for us to get a grip. Uh, it is time. Is there anybody here uh, that said it seems like things have gone haywire in my life. Uh, it seems like things have gotten out of control. Uh, my emotions are on a roller coaster. Uh, I'm up one day and down the next. Uh, I'm in one day and out the next. Uh, but it's time for me to get a grip I want you to know today that we frustrate ourselves because we convince ourselves that we have ability to do in and of ourselves things that perhaps we don't have the ability to do I talk often about how we need to be sensitive to how we judge and criticize people who are dealing with challenges or issues that are different than the ones that we deal with. Oh, uh, yes, uh, it's it's easy for us to cast judgment, and it's easy for us to cast blame on people who are dealing with things that are foreign to you, but it's a Difficult things sometimes for you to assign blame and responsibility to things that you should own yourself. Be very careful when you judge people. Let me tell you that the church is a hospital for sick people. This is not a place where we come because all of us are perfect. But this is a place that we have come to because all of us are imperfect. And we realize that if we're going to get better, we need a power that is greater than what we have ourselves in order to make us different. Because if we could do it ourselves, we would have done it a long time ago. I really believe, I really believe that there are some people that are bound by habits and bound by satanic forces. And if they knew how to get free, they would get free. Uh, I'm looking at a lot of people in here today that have a lot of potential. You have promise. You have purpose. Let me tell you that all of you are people of promise you are all people of purpose but because of the fact that you are a person with a promise Satan is intimidated by you and his desire is to destroy you because he does not want you to fulfill your purpose so he will send things in your life to pose as a distraction and so now when people see you they identify you by your issue they identify you by your struggle they don't identify you by your potential because your potential it's covered up by your struggle it's covered up by your issue it's covered up by your problem but if you could ever get over your issue if you could ever get over your problem then the glory of God would be able to shine in you and instead of people seeing your problems and your flaws they would be able to see the purpose that's in you There is so much purpose and potential locked on the inside of you. Uh, Oh, my God, I believe I heard Miles Monroe say uh, that one of the richest places in the entire world is the cemetery. Uh, Because in the cemetery lies dreams and aspirations and giftings and hopes and visions that have never been actualized or realized. uh, Because people have died, died. prematurely before fulfilling their purpose and or their assignment Uh, how many of us at whatever age we are in our lives uh, whether you are 20, 25, 35 40, 50, 60, 70 years old uh, how many of us can be honest and admit uh, that yes there are some positive things that we have done uh, but there's still some more stuff uh, that is locked on the inside of us uh, that if we could just allow our potential to be unlocked uh, we would be able to do so many more wonderful things uh, for God in this earth before we leave here. Uh? Is there anybody else in here uh, that will say pastor I thank you for saying that uh, because I am afraid uh, that if I don't find out what my purpose is uh, that I will die before fulfilling it uh, but I heard a word this morning uh, that reminded me uh, that I don't have to die prematurely uh, I don't have to die without fulfilling my purpose uh, I want to make my calling uh, and my election sure Uh, Everything that God put me on this earth to do, uh, I mean to do it uh, before I die. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, I dare you to look at death in the face uh, and say, death, uh, you got to wait uh, because I'm on assignment uh, and I can't meet you uh, until I complete uh, my purpose uh, in this earth. A purpose. But let me tell you that the things that you are struggling with, I'm going somewhere here the things that you are struggling with, the things that you are dealing with, child of God, they are present in your life for one of two reasons. They are either there to make you or they are there to break you. But let me tell you the determination as to what they will do in your life is up to you. The decision is yours. Stop empowering people and things to have control over over your destiny uh, you've got to make up in your mind uh, that I don't know where this came from uh, I don't know why I'm dealing with it uh, I don't know why I was born where I was born uh, I don't know why I'm dealing with the economic status that I'm dealing with uh, I don't know why my family is crazy like they're crazy uh, but one thing I made up in my mind uh, is that I'm not gonna let this thing break me down but instead I'm going let it make me uh, into what I was created to be uh, because I understand that my trials uh, my tribulation uh, they came to make me strong uh, and is there anybody under pressure today? uh, Anybody ever been under pressure? Uh, Oh my God uh, under so much pressure uh, until it seemed like you could have a breakdown uh, but I want you to know that that pressure uh, is not in your life to destroy you Uh, but pressure uh, is the thing that is applied uh, to something that has uh, potential locked within it uh, because the only way that potential uh, can be released uh, is through pressure Uh, oil can only be released uh, through pressure Uh, and sometimes when you uh, have pressure applied to you uh, it crushes you Uh, but is there anybody uh, that says that I am flexible uh, be crushed. I may bend, but I don't break. I'm strong. But I got to tell you in here today that the struggles that you have, the struggles that you have in your life, they are struggles that are insurmountable. They are struggles rather that you can get over. Uh, They are struggles that you can be free from. Uh, They are struggles that you can be delivered from. Uh, They are issues and problems that you can get over. Uh, They are habits that you can kick. Uh, Is there anybody here today uh, that said I'm just tired uh, of being a addicted to my habit, Uh, I am tired uh, of being bound by something uh, that really does not love me, Uh, committed to something uh, that's not committed to me, Uh, you got a habit uh, that you're committed to uh, every day of your life, uh, when you wake up, uh, when you lay down, uh, you're committed to that habit, uh, but that habit is not committed to protecting you. uh, as a matter of fact you're protecting it uh, you want to take all of the blame and the responsibility uh, you go through all of the motions trying to cover it up uh, cause you don't even want nobody to know uh, that the habit or the issue exists uh, in your life uh, you're covering it uh, but it ain't covering you uh, eventually uh, it's working to your detriment uh, eventually uh, it's working to destroy you uh, eventually uh, it's working to expose you. But is there anybody here that said I'm ready to kill it before it kills me. Tired of just going through the motions. Anybody just tired of going through the motions? Just tired of going through the routine, the same old, same old all the time. Tired of getting up and going to church and having a good time, but leaving and still hurting, leaving and still in pain, leaving and still going back to the same situation, still having the same problems, just tired of being tired, sick of being sick. Well, the Bible gives us to know that there is an antidote and I want you to understand and hear this very clearly because Jesus now is talking to his disciples who are very distraught and very distressed because they want to know how am I going to survive? How am I going to make it through life when my safety net has been snatched from up under me? When my comfort zone has been removed from me and I am in a place of discomfort. I am in a place of unfamiliar territory. How am I going to make it now? Because I have been accustomed to having so much assistance. I have been accustomed to having a crutch. The Bible said that the disciples had Jesus who was present with them. He walked with them. He talked with them. He lived amongst them. And as long as he was living on earth, they didn't have to watch their own back because he was watching their back. They didn't even have to think for themselves. themselves because he was thinking for them but then he said that I've walked with you long enough and now you must learn how to gain independence now you must learn how to stand on your own two feet now you must learn how to survive now you must learn how to fend. now you must learn how to navigate through this thing now I've Taught you the ropes, I've taught you the train I've taught you how to navigate but now you've got to learn how to exercise what you know and when you know that you know that you know, if you are consistent and if you are steadfast in it, you are assured of victory but they were discouraged because they wanted somebody else to do it for them how often have we been discouraged because we wanted somebody else to take the responsibility to do what we were supposed to do for ourselves How many times have we leaned and relied and depended on somebody else to do for us what we should have done for ourselves? How many times have you taken up responsibility that you did not own? Looking out for individuals. It's caused your blood pressure to go up. It's caused you to be sick. It's caused you to be overworked. It's caused you to be tired. It's caused you to be stressed out. You're still taking care of people that ought to now be able to take care of you. You're still trying to solve everybody else's problem huh, when your problems still need to be solved. Huh? When are you going to get to a place huh, where you say, I'm ready to step"? on my own uh, and I'm ready to exercise and demonstrate tough love. Uh, How many of you know that love sometimes is tough? Uh, Yeah, love doesn't always feel good. Uh, The truth sometimes hurts. Uh, When folks tell you the truth about yourself, uh, sometimes it hurts your feelings. Uh, Sometimes it makes you angry. Uh, Sometimes it disappoints you uh, because we always want to feel good. Uh, But I want you to know that every time you get a good feeling, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a healthy feeling Uh, sometimes you get a good feeling uh, but the good feeling is to your detriment Uh, I would rather you tell me the truth uh, and hurt my feelings uh, than you keep on lying to me uh, and making me think that everything is okay uh, when in all actuality uh, my world is crumbling around me uh, and I'm getting ready to die uh, a slow death uh, and I don't even know it Uh, somebody say I just want the truth Jesus said to them he said first of all if you're going to make it you got to get a grip over your emotions. You got to get control over your emotions. You are grown men walking around here scared and afraid. Your emotions are out of whack. Can I talk to you today? You need a healing in your emotions. Oh yeah, some of you, your emotions have have been so disheveled and have been so damaged until you are so unstable. You are just as unstable as the wind. And so you are not successful and not victorious because you do not have control over your emotions. Oh, this is tough today this is this is really tough today i wish i could just find one person that like what i'm saying your emotions are out of control everything sets you off everything makes you mad everything gets on your nerves you're committed today and the moment something happens that you don't like you renege on your commitment something is wrong with your emotions you need to get a healing in your emotions. One day you're all right, and then the next day you're not okay. Something is wrong with your emotions. You need to get your emotions checked out. He said let not your heart be troubled. In other words, in other words, part of what you're going through, part of your fear, part of your depression, part of your emotional ups and downs is your fault. I can't get no help in here. It's your fault. It is your, ah. Oh, y'all don't like this. Somebody just point to yourself and say, it's my fault. It is my fault. I just need somebody to get free in here. Come on, say, I can't keep blaming him. I can't keep blaming her. I can't even keep blaming them. Some of this is me. Some of this is me. And if it wasn't. Missionary Lorelei, If it wasn't. He would not say. That the responsibility. Is yours to control. The state of your heart. He said. You don't let. Your heart be troubled. He didn't say. Ask me to untrouble your heart. He said, you let not your heart be troubled. In other words, there are some things that you could get healed from right now. See, y'all don't, but about 10 folk in here, you could get free right now if you would get the wisdom of this lesson. There are some predicaments that you're in because you want to be there. You're depressed because you want to be. You're having a pity party because you want to have one. You are saying, it's my party. I can cry if I want to. You're sad because you want to be sad. You're going through because you want to go through. You are glutton for attention. You are needy. And the only way to get what you think that you want or deserve is to go through what you're going through. And so you are robbing individuals of what they have because they are focused on you, can't even focus on themselves because they are wiping your nose, drying your eyes, and your tears are not even real. Y'all don't y'all don't like this today. Jesus said, You stop crying. You stop crying. Get your last box of tissue. Get your last box of tissue and you grab that box. You wipe your eyes. You talk to yourself. Let me tell you something. I have learned something in life and this is why you got to cherish the people that are nearest and dearest to you. You got to cherish your loved ones. You got to cherish your family. You got to cherish people that have proven their commitment to you because I have learned that in life you don't get very many people that have your best interest at heart. Stop walking around being angry with this one and that one because they are not doing for you what you want them to do for you. There are some things that you got to learn how to do for yourself. Everybody is not even qualified or capable of ministering to you. You don't even know where you're hurting. You don't even know what's wrong with you. How am I going to heal you if you don't even know what your problem is? You got to learn how to stop assigning responsibility to somebody else to do for you what you don't even know how to do for yourself I've learned that you are not going to find very many people that are going to have your 100% best interest at heart so there are times that you must learn even when you expect people to celebrate you and be happy for you, even when you are expecting people to pat you on the back and have a word of encouragement and have a word to build you up have you ever talked to somebody because you were going through and you wanted them to build you up but when you got done talking to them you felt worse than you felt before you started talking to them, it was because of what they said They said the right thing It sounded good But the spirit behind what they were saying Was wounding you They had a dagger in their hand They had venom in their tongue They didn't love you They didn't want to make you feel better They wanted to hurt your feelings They were happy to hear about what you were going through They were happy to see you cry But everybody doesn't deserve to share your tears Sometimes you gotta cry by yourself Everybody doesn't have the right to see you cry everybody doesn't have a right to come and be a part of your process of healing and so let me help you sometimes you gotta get up and talk to yourself David had to do it because the very same people the very same people that were praising David oversaw. Do you hear me? the very same people who were comparing be very careful of comparisonitis be very careful of that be very careful of the people that will say oh my God uh, Lord have mercy pastor no he sure can preach Uh, Lord have mercy I enjoy him Uh, oh my God much better than I enjoy the other elders Uh, oh my God Uh, the very same people that will sing your praise uh, will be the very same people uh, that will say, I can't stand what he got to say. Uh, I'd rather hear Elder Eason any day. Uh, yeah, it just seemed like Elder Ethan flows in a different kind of anointing. Uh, it seemed like Elder, you know, it's just something different about him. Uh, your pastor, you know, I mean, he he can talk and what have you, uh, but you know what? I, I don't know. I think I was confused about it. Be very careful uh, about allowing people to inflate your ego uh, and pump you up uh, because the same people that pump you up, the uh, same people that have the pump uh, and they have the pen uh, that is capable of deflating you Uh, but if nobody puts you up uh, can't nobody pull you down Uh, if God takes you up uh, can't no man take you down Uh, that's why I love the scripture uh, that said he who dwelleth uh, in the secret place uh, of the most high God uh, shall abide under the shadow uh, of the almighty Uh, I need to go somewhere uh, that you can't find me Uh, I need to get somewhere uh, and hide uh, so that you are not exposed uh, to my vulnerability Uh, I love to worship God uh, because when I worship God uh, I'm naked in his presence Uh, but when I get naked uh, in his presence uh, he covers me uh, with his anointing, Uh, he covers me uh, with his spirit Uh, he covers me uh, and so my vulnerability uh, is exposed to him uh, and him only uh, But you can only see the glory of God. You don't see my problem. You don't see my issue. You don't see my pain. All you see is the glory. So every now and then, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say, today, I'm getting over this. You got to look yourself in the mirror and say that I cannot go another step in this same predicament. I am getting ready to have an emotional meltdown. I'm getting ready to have an explosion. There are people in church even today and you are on the verge of an emotional and a mental breakdown. But God sent this word in here today to heal you. God sent this word in here today uh, to remind you that you've got the power uh, to speak to your circumstance uh, and tell them that they can no longer control you. Uh, You've got the power uh, to speak to sin uh, and tell sin that you no longer uh, have control over my members, uh, my body body uh, belongs to God, uh, my hands belong to God, uh, my mind belongs to God, uh, and yes, even my heart uh, belongs to God, uh, because the central most part of my heart uh, contains my emotions, uh, and my emotions uh, cannot be out of whack. uh, If I'm going to be victorious uh, and successful, uh, I gotta have a grip, uh, so today I'm choosing uh, not to let my heart be troubled. said let not your heart be troubled if you believe in me that where I am you will be also he says that in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so I would not tell you he said you know the way you know the way you know the way and sometimes the hardest thing for us to accept is the truth that we know Sometimes we know what the answer is. Many times we know what it's gonna require. We know what it's gonna take. I was sharing on last night in this men's conference that I was speaking for that it is so hard for men sometimes to stand up and be men and because of the fact that it is so hard to assume that responsibility so often they defer the responsibility to something or somebody else and they live beneath their privilege how many times have we as people we as humanity been uh, in a predicament where we were willing to opt out of accepting the responsibility to be who we were supposed to be because we did not want to handle the pressure that was on us we did not want to do what it required we knew what it required but we would rather stay in a holding pattern we would rather continue to just medicate we would rather continue to just treat and nurse our wounds and nurse our issues instead of really getting a real deliverance because we didn't want to go through the process that was required for us to get what we needed I feel cold spirits right in through here because some people and I come to church Sunday after Sunday and I look on your faces and I, dis- and, I, and I discern your countenance. I discern your spirit and when God is trying to deliver some of you who were involved in praise and worship you were clapping your hands when the choir was singing a good song you were clapping your hands and waving your hands but when God started trying to deliver that's when you sat down in your seat. That's when you folded your arms. That's when you wouldn't move That's when you got sleepy all of a sudden It's because you don't want to be delivered You want to have a good feeling You want to medicate yourself But you don't want to do what it requires To get free Because you're not willing to let go You're not willing to give up Because you already have plans You know what your plans are For when you leave here You know where you're planning to go. See, you came to church. Give me just a few minutes. I'll close this lesson. You came to church today just because you thought, hey, I might as well go to church. Church is good. It's good to go. Good to fellowship. Good to get a good feeling. Good to hear the choir. Hear a good word. We got a little pastor that's energetic. And he wears himself out, jumping up and down and acting a nut, trying to get the gospel message over to us. And so you just came to enjoy yourself and have a good time. But God said, no, I brought you here not so that you could just have a good time, but I brought you here because I wanted to change you. I brought you here because I wanted to change you. I brought you here because I know you're tired, but I'm even more tired of watching you go through the the rigmarole that you're going through. I'm tired of watching you go through the cycle that you're going through. I'm ready to break the cycle. I'm ready to break the chain, but you've got to be willing to follow the remedy, the only remedy that works. And so Jesus said, you can be successful. you're depressed, I know you're discouraged I know that you're wondering how are you going to make it, he said you can make it, but you got to understand that there is only one way I dare somebody to say ain't but one way, I dare to lift your finger and say ain't but one way he said there isn't but one way he said you can't medicate yourself through this, you cannot see a soothsayer through this you cannot find a magician to do this, you're not going to find your answer in girlfriend's boyfriends husbands and wives you're not going to find your answer in substance abuse you're not going to find your answer in AA you're not going to find your answer in watching television you're not going to find your answer in doing what you want to do but the only way is through Jesus he said that I am the way I am the truth and I am the life if you want to get to the place of victory. Uh, if you want to get delivered. Uh, you got to come through me. Uh, somebody say. One way. There is. Only one way. Somebody help me just recite that. There is. Only. One way. Let's say it again. There is. Only one way. You are not going to get free until you surrender. You are not going to be delivered until you let go. You are not going to overcome until you learn how to confide and trust in the only way. Can I talk about your frustration again? See, you're frustrated because you are trying multiple ways. You're trying to do this and you're trying to do that. You're trying to have this and you're trying to hold on to that. I'm looking at some of you and I'm so glad to see you in church today. There's so much purpose and potential that God has in you, but you'll never be successful until you let go of the other ways that you are trying. You're never going to be successful until you freeze everything that is outside of the will of God for you and wholeheartedly go after God. We got a problem in this church. problem in our church is that we've got a high concentration of inconsistency. Got folks that are inconsistent. Up and down. Up and down. Up and down. It never penetrates. Can't get no help here. The gospel never penetrates your heart. Because you're not willing to let go. You're not willing to let go go. You're still trying to hold on. You're frustrated because you want better. You want more, but you don't want to let go of what is killing you and can I repeat what you are holding on to it is killing you, it is trying to destroy you, it is killing you slowly because it is trying to take advantage of you and it cannot aggressively attack you because if it does then you might aggressively respond but it has to move in subtly so that it can kill you without you even knowing that you're dying some of you are sitting in the pews and you are dying right in here you are dying right in here some of you are on life support and spiritually we should be preparing for your funeral Because you are dead weight. And if you are dead weight, you begin to stink. And if you begin to stink, you begin to contaminate the atmosphere. And if the atmosphere becomes contaminated, then other people who are trying to live get sick. Because they are taking in the toxins and the fumes that you have produced. Because you don't come here for the same purpose that we come for. See, there's, there, there's, there's a few people in here, there's a few people in here that really come because they want to be delivered. There, there are few people in here that come because they really want to change. I know, I know it's not you. I know it's not you, but it's you. You're coming because you want to change. I, I know it's not you, but it's the person next to you. They're here because they want to change. They want to be better. But they need to know how to be better. They need to know how. And you are struggling. God dealt with me about this so much this week. About how people are struggling. But you are fighting. You are beating against the air. You are trying to control. You are trying to control the evidence of your issue because you don't have control over your issue and so you would rather control the part of your issue that people can see because you don't know how to handle the part that people cannot see but there is a part of you that cannot be reached by humanity there is a part of you that cannot be reached by anybody that you are connected to there is a part of you that can only be reached by divinity and in other words it means that the one that created you and knows the intricacies of your being and your innermost dwelling parts and components that individual has to be able to have an invitation to come into those areas of you that you are not comfortable with sharing or exposing to other individuals and you let the divine God almighty come in and touch you in a place where you need to be touched so that he can heal you from the inside and so the bandages can come off and you don't mind people seeing your scars because your scars remind you that you used to have a wound but the wound has been closed and the fact that it is closed means that what used to be It's not there anymore because I'm healed. I ain't bleeding no more. Anybody tired of bleeding around the church? Tired of bleeding, tired of coming here hurting, leaving hurting. Struggling with the wrong thing. You're trying to manage your problems. Trying to manage those. Folks got so many problems and issues in church in church and let me help you or those of you who come here and you say oh, I got discouraged I got discouraged because I found out that so and so wasn't right and I found out that this one I found out that that one and so I don't come to church no more let me tell you something as long as you keep coming this ain't going to be a perfect place y'all don't like that but as long as you keep coming and sit in your imperfect self On these chairs, the church ain't never gonna be perfect. Y'all see, y'all don't like the truth because you want to make us feel like you got your stuff together. You want us to feel like you don't have no issues, you don't have no problems, and everybody else got the problem. That's why when it's time for the altar call, we only have about five or seven people that come to the altar, and everybody else want to point their hand and say, bless them, Jesus. No, you need to take that same hand and let it drag you to the altar, because while you're trying to bless somebody else, they need to turn around and say, no, bless you, and get yourself up here, and stand next to me, and get your deliverance, too. Because the same one that's pointing at you saying, Bless you, is the same one that wouldn't even speak to you when you tried to get on their road. Right. Yeah, y'all, y'all don't like this today. We are all here because we need something from God. And I am convinced. That you don't have to struggle forever for the rest of your life. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. If you got a habit, I am convinced that you can get over it. I believe you could get over it today if you wanted to. I I really believe that. If you are addicted to something, if you've got behavior that is not of God, I believe that you can get over it. I believe that you'll never stop needing God. You'll never stop needing prayer. But I believe that you're not going to need us to pray for you about the same thing for the next 10 years. I believe I believe you. if you come up here this Sunday and you say, Pastor, I need you to pray for me because I'm trying to get delivered from my addiction to nicotine. I believe that we can pray for you and that the power of God can deliver you and set you free from that addiction or whatever it is. And then I believe that next week you can come and say, Pastor, now I got over there. It's been a week. I ain't smoked a cigarette. Now I need to get delivered from this beer that I got a problem with. See, y'all don't like this. Y'all, y'all don't like this. Y'all don't like this. Pastor, I need you to, I need to get delivered. I need to get delivered because I got a problem. I'm going with this one and I ain't got no business going with them and I can't get over it. I believe that you can come and be honest and we can pray for you and God can deliver you from that relationship. And then next week you can say, well, Pastor, I forgot to tell you it was three more folks I need to get delivered from and I want you to pray for me for that too. And then I believe that we can say, you know what? We're not going to just pray for them, but we're going to pray for the root of the problem. We're going to pray that you will get delivered from the spirit that has come. Connecting you to that type of behavior. That's what we're going to do. We're going to stop medicating. We're going to stop medicating. We're going to stop medicating. We're going to uproot some stuff. Let me read. Psalm 37. Because I want you to understand listen, let's stop struggling with stuff and let's find out how the problem is you're trying to fight something. You are trying to fight a spiritual battle with carnal weapons. And you can't do it. You cannot fight a spiritual battle with carnal weapons. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. You're in your flesh but you're trying to win a spiritual battle. You are in your flesh. You are trying to, you're not fasting, you're not praying. You're trying to get over something, but you're trying to get over it by using natural tactics. You're trying to get delivered from a relationship, and you think that you're going to get delivered by rolling your eyes. You think you're going to get delivered if if I treat you funny. If I change the way I treat you, then no. No, because it's something that's inside of you that you need to get delivered from. I was praying, I was sitting in my seat and I was praying. I said, my God, some people got some stuff deep down on the inside. of this. It's who they are. They need to be changed. Their nature needs to be changed. Some people, you're just nasty on the inside. That's just you. That's who you are. You are nasty. You are not a nice person. Now, y'all don't like this, but this is the truth. Because maybe you have a chance to get nice if you would accept the fact that you're not nice. You like being mean. You like hurting people's feelings. You like trying to prove a point because you have such low self-esteem that you feel better about yourself by treating other people bad. You're not, I don't mean no, I'm not trying to tear nobody down, but you're not cuter than everybody else. You're not better than anybody. You're not prettier than anybody else. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not. Get over that. Arrogance, people that are arrogant, you ought to feel sorry for them. They don't feel good about themselves arrogance is a false sense of self it is an inflated sense of self i become arrogant because i don't feel good about who i really am so i have to portray myself as something that i'm not because who i really am i don't feel good about don't you let another person make you feel bad about yourself because of the way they presented themselves in your face Don't you let another person fling their hair in your face and make you feel bad about the fact that yours don't grow. You better take your pick and pick it through. The, if it don't come back out, you pick it in there and you feel good about what you got. Stop letting people make you feel good bad about and that's what happens in church we got all kind of people that don't feel good about themselves don't feel good about the gifts that they have and what they bring to the table you bring something to the table your gift is your uniqueness you are not like me and what would a world be like if everybody was like me it would be a terrible world You ain't never going to preach like me. You might preach better than me, but you'll never preach like me. So stop trying. See, you might climb on a chair and trip and hurt yourself. If you don't got no chair climbing ministry, you better get a chair and sit down. We see all the time. You know, you don't. You know, you can't sing in key and in pitch. Don't be trying to tune up. Just talk to us, because you are turning us off. Because you are so out of key, we can't even hear what you're saying. Just talk to me. You don't got to tune up to me. This going down good without me hollering, ain't it? And so we never complete our assignment because we're trying to fulfill somebody else's assignment. You gotta know who you are. Now I'm gonna tore you down, let me build you up, say I am somebody. I am <laughs> somebody. Psalm thirty seven. Let's read in the beginning. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. That's where I close. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Stop being afraid. Somebody say, "Don't Don't be scared. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid because of evildoers, because of haters. Because of jealous people. People are always going to be jealous. It's a bad spirit. I hate it. I wish we didn't have to deal with it. But you know what? It just reminds us that we must be somebody special. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. Don't be jealous of people that do wrong. Don't be jealous of people that do bad. Don't be jealous of the workers of iniquity. Stop being jealous of folks that do wrong. You see them getting ahead and, and then you start getting a complex and you start feeling like, mm, I just don't, I don't know how they got it. Then you start coveting something that wouldn't even attained righteously. And let me tell you something. If you get, whoo if you get what somebody else got, then the reward that is assigned to them for how they got it is going to be assigned to you. As a man sower, so shall he reap. So if they stole it, and the law is against them, and you covet what they have and you take what they got, then the law is against you. Yeah. fret not yourself because of evildoers need to be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. The workers of it. Let me just talk about iniquity for a minute. Can I just talk about iniquity for a minute? Iniquity is, can y'all give me five minutes? Iniquity is hidden sin. Mm-hmm. It's sin, but it's hidden sin. And so the reward is yet the same for private sin and public sin. But the only thing about it is that immediately people do not see where you are or the sin that you struggle with or deal with. But the reward is the same. For the wages of sin is death. Do not be envious of people that sin and hide it, and apparently get away with it. Don't be envious of people that seem like they're getting away with their mess. Because sometimes we can become a little threatened, or a little jealous, or a little angry, even in church, because we feel like, I'm doing all I'm supposed to do to be right with God let me talk to somebody over here I'm being faithful to the church I'm doing what God has called me to do I'm striving I'm doing all that I know to do I'm trying but it seems like I'm not ever getting ahead but it seems like they keep getting ahead and they keep on doing wrong and so if you allow that spirit to influence you you will fall off of the righteous path and you will begin to follow people who are turning tricks and doing things that are ungodly Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Trust in the Lord and do good. It says for the grass shall be cut down like the grass and with as the green herb. But it says trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Listen. This This is how you're going to get free. This is how you're going to get free. You hear me, Videl? My section over here, y'all hear me? This is how you're going to get free. I didn't see y'all last Sunday. I'm glad to see you today, but I'm going to teach you how to stay. This is how you're going to get free. First of all, you got to admit that you don't have the ability to keep yourself. Because you've tried, right? Come on, you've tried. You've tried to do it. You've tried to deliver yourself before. You have tried to do it. You've tried to keep yourself, but it didn't work, did it? Come on, somebody. It didn't, as a matter of fact, It got worse, didn't it? It got worse. But this is what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. Instead of you fighting and struggling and aiming to follow your own path, Because we all sometimes set our own course. But instead of you trying to do it yourself, you're going to do this. Let's read it together. Get the 37th Psalm. Get your Bible. If you don't have it, look on with somebody else. Let's start, let's, let's start in three. Y'all got it? Say amen. amen. You need time, say wait. The amens have it. Let's read. Trust. Now hold on. The first thing you got to do is put your trust where? In the Lord. So you got to take your trust out of Bobby take your trust out of Sally and take your trust out of you because remember you are your biggest problem get your mirror and put it in front of you and say I are my biggest problem it's you so you gotta put your confidence in the Lord and then you gotta do what do what so you gotta change your ways you got to check you got to do what is good. You got to do what you know to do. It's good to go to church. It's good to go to church every Sunday. It's good to go to Bible study. Every week. Now that's 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 the little good that you can do. If you do now how many of you all after I pray this prayer and get done and let y'all go, how many of you all are gonna feel like you have had enough to at least make it through Monday? You gonna feel like you got you got so much, you got so much that you're gonna at least be good all day Monday. What, the point I'm trying to drive is you need this. Now, you know, you know that things were not going right when you came in here. But this, this, this got you together, didn't it? Do good. So shall thou dwell in the land. And verily thou shalt be fed. Verily thou shalt be fed. So when you do good, when you do good and trust in the Lord, you are fed with something that replaces that which should not be in you. Read on. Y'all are timid about the word. Read. So if you delight in the Lord, he is going to give you the desires of your heart. Does your heart desire to be troubled? Well, why are you letting it be troubled? Because what? Because you did not delight yourself. So instead of letting your heart be troubled, what are you going to do? And he will do what? Last, last verse, read it. Everybody stand. You are going to commit your way unto the Lord. Your plan, you're going to give it to God. I don't have a plan anymore. Whew. I don't have a plan. I don't have a way anymore. My way belongs to God. My body belongs to God. I'm not going to stop being in. I'm not going to continue to be in and out of relationships with this one and with that one. I'm going to stop letting this one influence me and tell me what to do and going here and going there. I am going to commit my way unto the Lord. Somebody said there is only one way at the close of this prayer for whoever is here who says I just want to get it right the altar is for you father we thank you for sending a word to penetrate our hearts and to challenge us and to change us we pray oh God that you would make us what you want us to be Convict us even the more, and we'll love you, we'll serve you, we'll live for you, we'll praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.